0: Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T H E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome to another wonderful episode Today's guest is loads of fun. He and I have just spent the last 15 minutes getting to know each other a little bit. And I've got to tell you, I think that we could talk all day. So I am going to work hard to stay on track and really just give you all the information I can through Ralph and have him provide information about what it takes to live an unstoppable life. I am so inspired already. I know you will be inspired as well. If you want to check out his website while you listen to this podcast, it is Ralph Graves Jr. J R dot com. So Ralph, R-A-L-P-H Graves, G-R-A-V-E-S-J-R dot com. Welcome to the show,
1: Ralph. Hi, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be here.
0: I'm so happy to have you here as well. And I just love, you know, that these having these wonderful guests on the show (sighs) that just absolutely light up the listeners lives and I know that a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do you're a retired police officer speaker consultant pastor and author and the book we're going to talk about today is unstoppable the seven universal laws that will transform how you pursue and achieve success so let's start right at the beginning. What is success? You know, what have you learned about
1: success? Well, you know, before I even answer that question, can I just tell your wonderful, beautiful audience that you are in the right place. Your podcast is outstanding. It is phenomenal. And I'm a podcaster. So I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and I love your podcast. You know, I, when I found out I was gonna be in your show, I listened to a couple episodes, high energy, great stuff. It blessed me. I just wanna let you know, it blessed me. I know we're, we're in two different... Uh, parts of the globe, but you are blessing me where I am. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Thank
0: you. That means a lot coming from you. Thank you so much,
1: Rao. Now, since I avoided your question. Can you ask it again? <laughs>
0: So in your book, you talk about universal laws that will transform how you pursue and achieve success. So I want to ask you, you know, what is success to you? What have you learned about success over the years, maybe as a police officer, maybe as a pastor, whatever you'd like to share about success with us? I
1: think success for me and for the individual is really coming into at least pursuing your full potential. It's not just about money. It's not just about, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, of course, I hope you get money along the way. That's great. But it's achieving the full potential of walking in who we were designed to be. No one listening is here by happenstance, all right? You're more than just your parents getting together. You're here to make an impact in the world. And a lot of times, a lot of people don't find that. We get caught up in the nine to five, we get caught up in just the daily grind and we look back and we become bitter. And why is that? It's because we lost that spark along the way. So success is really identifying what gives you that spark and working within that spark and doing all you can to stay within that spark and reaching your full potential and making an impact as a human, as a society of this race called the human race for as long as you have to be here. And so to me, that's what success is. Now to somebody else, it might mean something else, but I think all of those things that we long for come along as we reach our full potential.
0: When I listen to you say that, I can relate so well to, you know, walking in who you were designed to be, pursuing your full potential, you know, what gives you that spark. And you and I are both at a place in our life right now where we are so incredibly blessed to be able to do what we love to do, which is to help and to be of service to other people uh, through sharing these principles that are really important to us and that we feel really uplift each other's lives. Now, as you were speaking, I was thinking to myself, I wonder what it was like when Ralph was a police officer. If he was able to still walk in who he designed to be, or was able to have that spark in this long-standing career that that maybe has some things, <sighs> aspects to it that we don't all see, that we don't yeah. know about, and so and you know I've got some friends that that are police officers, and they live in a completely different world than I live in because I live in you know butterflies and sunshine, and, yeah, and let's yeah. just say they don't. So how? how do you, whether it's as a police officer or, you know, maybe somebody's in a career that they're not necessarily enjoying and you spend a lot of time in that and, and people often define themselves as that. You know, it's like, you know, here's my friend, Joe, he's an accountant, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. so so how do you go back into that success feeling when you're in a feeling space that maybe, I think that was about 20 questions. So go ahead,
1: Ralph. Oh, I, I, listen, <laughs> and I get it. I get, we try to go. Let me let me tell you, can I give you a brief, a brief? background on how I became a police officer. I never grew up wanting to be a police officer. I, you know, I I was, you know, I'm a football player. I'm going to go on corporate law. I, you know, I'm just living life. And I was, uh, um, I'm a high school sweetheart and I, we decided to act fresh. And so from the product of being fresh, we have a beautiful daughter today. <laughs> And I, I married my high school sweetheart, by the way, we've been married over 30 years now. So you thank God for that. But but in that, I knew I had to become a provider. And so the job was available. So I went in and I, and I, was, I was a police officer, very young, 20, 21 years old. And it was, it was good the first 10 years. And then when I hit about 30, I realized that this is providing for the family. I, I did not take that lightly. Great health insurance. People were eating. We had two cars, you know, but it, it, I was losing the spark. And I was thrust into a leadership role. I was a sergeant by the time I was 25. And I'm leading men that are 20 years older than me. And I'm 25 years old. I'm thrust into leadership. And someone tossed me a book one day about leadership. And i have always kind of been a leader wherever I was. And it just ignited something in me. It just it just ignited in me all over again. And so what I really started to look at was things that were happening within the job of policing, not just within the department, but people I came across outside of the department. And I got a chance to see that there are certain universal laws that if we apply to our lives, you're going to be successful. A Universal law is this. And I tell people, I say, listen, I, I, I told you I'm a pastor of a church. I believe one faith, one law, one baptism. So I believe that God did set up a universe and inside the universe, there are laws like gravity is a universal law. You and I stand on top of a building and somebody's a Muslim, somebody's uh, in the Jewish faith, somebody's a Christian, we jump off. The Christian is not going to grow wings. Okay, it's because we are all we are all have to respect gravity. Gravity says no matter who you are, what goes up eventually has to come down. And so there are other universal laws in play that if we respect them. You can be successful, and so I, I wrote about seven of them. You know, universal laws like the law, the law of habit, law of reciprocity, law of forgiveness, the the law of intelligent practice, things like that. The law of mental equivalency. So I, I begin to see these people practice these things. And their lives were different, and that really sparked something in me to teach this, to to get to know it, to apply these to my life, and it, it really added a spark to my life. And so I was be, I was able to do my last ten years policing with a new spark, with a new determination. You know, so that's I don't know if I answered your question. I probably didn't. I apologize, but
0: <laughs> you know, you God. did answer you did answer my question because I I what I took from that is. That old expression, bloom where you're planted. Yeah. And, you know, you had had maybe lost your spark, had all those outside measures of success, but had lost your spark. And uh, I can relate, and I'm sure many of the listeners can relate. But then you created a new spark within your present circumstances by shifting your perspective to practicing these universal laws, to practicing uh, leadership on a higher level that was fulfilling to you and I'm sure very helpful to others. Yeah. And so, when you talk about these universal laws or universal principles, you know, I can understand how people will practice things like habit. And, but when I, when I, and practice things like forgiveness, forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, you know, as a continuous thing, I, I just want to make that point right now with forgiveness. I don't think we're ever finished. I don't think we can ever be done. Oh, I've done all my forgiveness work. So now I can check off the next box. No, no, you're never,
1: you're, no, you're never finished with that. And I don't think you're ever finished with any of them. These are practiced laws practice means we continue on in them yeah so tell me about reciprocity oh that's my favorite I'm so glad you asked me about that and this ladies and gentlemen she didn't I did not know before the interview she was going to ask me about that this is my favorite law law of reciprocity there's a saying saying there's a saying that goes something like this hope I get it right there was a man and all thought he was mad but the more he gave the more he had
0: (laughs) Uh, oh goosebumps (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's how
1: you know, you know it's true, right? The goosebumps. Um, yeah, yeah. Law of, pre- law of reciprocity simply says, whatever you put out, like a farmer, whatever you plant, it's coming back. Now, it may not come back right away, but you get a chance to do some great things. And, and the law of reciprocity and all these universal laws have nothing to do with your social status, and nothing to do with your, your class, your race. It's if you put these things out there, they are coming back. And now, it doesn't matter who you are. If I want love, guess what? I have to give love. If it's if I so, if, yeah. yes,
0: it's so interesting that you're saying this, and I love that you said that it has nothing to do with uh, social status or, you know, quote unquote class. I would say even culture, any of that. That it yeah, is yeah. just a universal law for us all, and. I love your take on it. I was listening a couple of days ago. I was listening to some Zig Ziglar material from way back in the day. Yeah. And uh, he just kept saying that, you know, whatever you want more of in your life, give it away. And it how it away. beautiful when we apply that to uh, love.
1: And yeah. And it, and it works. It works. <laughs> it, <does>. it works. <laughs> I got a chance to meet you today. Well, you know, and I, and I know that has something to do with that universal law of reciprocity. It, it works. Whatever you are in need of, learn to provide that. You know, the quickest way to get out of depression is to help somebody. I don't know. Yes. I don't know if anybody ever, you know, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're worried, go help somebody. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. God, who I God has a way, you can say the universe has a way, wherever you want to put it, but I believe God has a way of handling your business as you're helping someone else in theirs.
0: Absolutely. I think it just takes us uh, to that higher vibration place and uh, out of our own minds a little bit. And something that I've been thinking about lately is you know, I don't think of myself as a self centered person, right? I think of myself actually as quite the opposite, but yet I get caught up in these little dramas that, you know, are going on that I'm trying to solve in my head. Well, what if this? Well, what if that? Well, what if this? Well, what I'm doing. In those moments is just making myself the absolute center of the universe, creating anxiety, (laughs) right? Right, yeah. And so when I do what you said and I give to someone else and I take myself out of that place of center of the universe and instead become a helper or I become an observer to my own life then I can reach for that higher place of of love and practice that reciprocity that you speak of as a habit. Oh, I'm getting fired up. This is exciting. Yeah,
1: Yeah, (laughs) practice it as a habit, you know, and um, we have to move from praying for people to becoming answers to their prayers. We spend a lot of time. I'm praying for you and praying for what? How can I become an answer to your prayer? How can I, in a little small way, mind everyone we everyone listening is going through something? I may not have all the answers for you, but how can I, in some small way, become an answer to your prayer? Because somebody's working on becoming an answer to mine at the same time.
0: I am writing that down just as fast as I can. How can I, in some small way, become an answer to your prayer? That's powerful. <laughs> That's powerful. And since we're on the topic of prayer, I think we do that. I think we pray in different ways. In my opinion, we, mm-hmm. we pray in, through our thoughts. We pray through uh, traditional formal prayer. We pray through uh, wishing and through affirmations and positive thinking as all different forms of prayer. And myself, uh, I, will, I will use myself as an example because I don't want to throw anybody else under the bus. Again, I can get stuck there, you know, uh, with, Give me, give me, give me, I need, I need, I need, what if, what if, what if. And um, of course, in there's that long series of, yeah, but, yeah, but. And um, just creating this whole narrative and prayer that just becomes so focused, so self-focused and so focused on lack that it actually, um, I kind of feel worse when I'm finished than when I started yeah, and yeah. have you experienced that? Or have you have you pastored people who have experienced that? Or how can you share I, with your listeners?
1: I have. I have experienced that. Now, the listeners, you have, guys you have to know, I'm a born-again Christian, uh, pastor of church. And so what I'm going to say to some of you, some of you are going to think it's crazy. Others are going to be like, man, I know what you're talking about. So just just bear with me. In the book of of, of Matthew, Christ says something like this. He said, listen, do you have any fathers? knows everything that you stand in need of. He's perfectly aware that you're worrying about what to eat and what to wear and where to go. He's perfectly aware. And if Jesus steps in on the scene he says to them, he says to me every day, so I want you to do, I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. So what that means for me as a believer is, Seek the, first, the kingdom of God. What is God doing in the world? How can I become a part of it? Here, shift your prayer from this, man. I don't mean to come on here and preach today, Victoria, but you have to shift your prayer from "Lord, come over here and bless me," to or shift your prayer from "Lord, join me." You know, I, don't join me over here and bless me. To Lord, how can I join where you are already blessing? I want to join in, God with what you are already blessing instead of asking you to come over here and join me in something you haven't even told me to do. And so, but so Jesus steps in, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Where is God working? Where, where, because wherever God's working it's undefeated. So how can I be a part of that? Uh, How can I seek his righteousness and, and be in right standing with him? And then everything I've been praying for has a way of just showing up in our lives. I dare you to prove me wrong, whether you're a believer or not. This is where I, I, I get that get that saying that you start helping other people. Your needs will be met. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And I want to say every time. Every time. Yeah, yeah. And we just need to trust the timing. We may be affirming or praying for, I need $400 by Friday. Maybe, maybe that $400 doesn't show up by Friday. But abundance will show up in another area of your life. You know what? Everything's somewhere. gonna be okay. Right.
1: Everything's gonna be okay somewhere. Understand this. And I I had to understand that this is um my dad was a big boxing fan. And when I was growing up, fights used to be 15 rounds. This is not a short fight. You have to persevere. This is a 15 round journey we're on. This is a marathon. This is the Iditarod. This is <laughs> mm-hmm. this is not a this is not a sprint. So we have to persevere in these things and practice these things. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that the practicing and I don't know anything about boxing, so I'm not going to go there, but you mentioned yeah. marathon yeah. and what it takes to be a marathon runner is of course that practice. It's yeah. breaking it down. It's being consistent. It's following all of those laws of habit, like those universal laws of habit as well. Having, uh, showing respect for yourself and for your commitment to achieve this long-term goal. Yeah. And, and And if I'm understanding you, I I think that's what you're saying. I think that you're saying uh, it's a journey. You might as well enjoy it. There's going to be good days, bad days, exceptional days. And that's all part of the, the training or the practice, as you call it. So if you're going to help somebody who is really working on overcoming adversity right now in their life. We talk about this success mindset and it might feel like it's 26.2 miles away. And so how would you help somebody to develop a success mindset when they are feeling really beaten up by life right now?
1: First thing is listen to podcasts like this. Don't be afraid to get mentorship and coaching. Invest in yourself. Write the check, bet on you. Nobody else is gonna bet on you if you don't bet on you. Write the check, contact Victoria. See what she has. get get involved with some of the programs that she has going on. You have to start making an investment in yourself. So many times we invest in other people. I am where I am. You are where you are because investments were made on yourself. Investments were made on yourself, and and so. Get get around people that can help you and coach you and and mentor you through this. Get around other people who are are moving in that same direction. You may have to change your frequency. Understand you will be misunderstood. Some parts of the journey are lonely. But when you get to each level, you're going to find like-minded people. Get around like-minded people who understand that, yeah, you're hungry and you have this this passion, but there is still some adversity in your life. That's my suggestion. You have to get around the right crowd. You have to invest in yourself. You have to get with people moving in that same direction. You may not be doing the same thing, but you're moving in that same direction.
0: I think that community is so important to finding that positive community and then being committed to it Every day, And I don't know if it's human nature or if it's just something that we've started doing in, in these last several decades. It's like for me and for, for uh, what I've noticed in my practice is that when people fall down and they're, say, in the hole or at the bottom, uh, then they're like, ooh. I better do some spiritual growth. I, I better, you know, maybe listen to some podcasts or maybe read a motivational book or, or yeah. whatever it might be. And I think what Ralph is saying today is don't wait till you're in the hole to feed yourself, to feed your soul, to feed your mind every day with positivity. I'm going to mention his podcast again, unstoppable with Ralph Graves. And that is exactly who you are is unstoppable. And just to remind the listeners and to promise you this, that what you are going through right now, will help others in the future. Yes, it will. You are not going through it in vain. You are not being punished. You can shift your life right now and it will become this unstoppable life that you will be able to use to help others because of your experience. You know, you can use it for a reason to yeah. rise up. I think I just started preaching here.
1: I thought That's that was right. your hey, listen, I totally
0: agree. I thought that was your gig, but I I, I crossed the line with you, you know, <laughs> it, it,
1: it, I know what's gonna come out of you sooner or later. I know it was, it was gonna come out. If it's in there, it's gonna come out. I know it's coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you were to give the listeners uh just one tip, and again, your your website is ralphgravesjr.com and this book is just overflowing with this amazing information on what it takes to live this unstoppable life. But if you had to narrow it down to one tip, what would that be? What would it take to live an unstoppable life?
1: That nothing has come into your life to destroy you. It came into your life to strengthen you, came into your life to develop you, to bring out your full potential. Wine is not created unless the grapes are crushed. Olive oil cannot flow until the olive is crushed you may think that it has come into your life to crush you but no it came into your life to bring out the best in you and and i, I want you to believe that and whatever whatever it is it came into your life to bring out the best and it's not just for you it's for others around you so i hope that helps
0: that is so powerful i'm going to piggyback on it a little bit and sure. also to say that this adversity that you're going through does not define you forever it, don't wear it as a label not let this ad, yes to let this adversity go. Uh, Ralph and I uh, were talking a little bit before the show, and we both shared that you know we were parents at a very young age, and so I could use that to define me. You know, mm-hmm. I was a, a single teenage mom, and and wear that as. Um, something that maybe I shouldn't be proud of but I want anyone listening to know you can shift that so it doesn't define me in a negative way i was a single teenage mom and oh my gosh what a life changer that was what what an amazing opportunity for growth that was looking back yeah right yeah. and and it was just it's just how you choose to use it so not to label yourself or not to have yourself be stuck in a situation that you're not feeling good about and so I'm going to I'm going to repeat what Ralph said that nothing has come into your life to destroy you. Nothing. And when you practice these universal laws or universal principles that Ralph talks about, you know, practice this forgiveness in yourself form these new habits, the reciprocity, oh, the giving love and receiving of love, all of these good things will continue to flow into your life. Yes, and just to take you to an, a new place and a place that just creates more and more abundance in every area of your life. Wow, I'm just so blown away by the conciseness of how you put this all together, Ralph. (laughs) Thank you. So good, so good. As we wrap up, I want to restate one thing that you said earlier, which was, how can I in some small way be an answer to your prayer when you're helping someone? If you wanted to rephrase that, listener, you could say, how can I in some small way be a blessing in your life? Whatever language is best for you, but just to remember that it is in giving that we receive. And Ralph, I'd love to end the show with a favorite quote of the of the guest. Uh, do you have a favorite quote that you'd like to share with the listeners or or maybe um, a favorite
1: scripture or whatever is best for well, you? Well, I have quite a few, but I, I think for this one, and I, I put out something if you're in the U.S. I got to make it available globally. I don't know how to do that. I put out something called a truth boost and it comes out nine o'clock Eastern every, every morning. If you text C3E, Charlie three echo C3E to the number three, one, three, one, three, one, you get a truth boost from me every morning at at nine. And and the other day, it just really, um, yesterday, I I think it, it, I put this one out and I think it's really, will help us today, because I'm just kind of here on this part of my journey. It's simply like this. You guys can write this down. Whatever your aim in life, believe, do the work while you're believing, never doubting, because that's where the power is. You don't need anybody else to believe in you. You believe in you while you do the work. And that's where the power is. Never doubt. Never doubt. Believe and do the work. It'll get done. But that's where that superpower is, is in your belief.
0: I could not say anything better than that. Thank you so much for being on the show, Ralph.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.